Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everyone. Shep Hyken here, customer service and experience expert and the host of Amazing Business Radio. I am so excited about today's interview coming up. In just a few minutes, we're going to be talking uh, with a guy who I've known for a number of years, Andy Masters, who wrote this amazing book called Kiss Your Customer. And, uh, well, I'll let Andy tell you more about it in just a few minutes. Uh, But what I I wanted to share with you are some thoughts about, you know, how do you show that customer a little bit of love, especially in contentious situations? And By the way, that's one of the things I'm going to ask Andy about is, you know, how do you show your customer love when there's a problem, um, when there's dissatisfaction, if you will? I know Andy's got a bunch of ideas on how to make this work, but um, I got to thinking about a recent client, and I've talked about them on Amazing Business Radio before. I've talked about Lexus, and I love what Lexus does. They gave me this wonderful line, you're not trying to win an argument, you're trying, actually what they said is you're not trying to fix a car, you're trying to fix a customer. And the old saying, it reminded me of, you're not trying to win an argument, you're trying to win a customer. And I love that idea. And I, I loved it to the level that Lexus was willing to take this. Uh, I went into their meeting as a speaker, and I asked if I could sit in on the morning sessions, which I love to do just simply because if I can get one or two ideas that I can tie into the speech, it just makes it seem like I did even more homework than I already did. But one of the things they did was role-playing, and they had one uh, customer service rep acting like a very disgruntled customer, another one of their reps would act like the owner or the the manager of the car dealership, and then the third person would be the actual Lexus customer service rep trying to go in and mediate and make sure that this customer's happy, that the dealer's going to cooperate and do whatever is necessary. And by the way, it's not that the dealer needs someone from Lexus to come in and help. They're, they're so good at what they do, but every once in a while... Um, something happens to the degree that it's like, wow, let's, let's get somebody, let's let uh, the customer know that the, the corporate people at Lexus even care about what's going on, not just the dealer. So as I was thinking about what they did, I thought, well, let's talk a little bit about this. So the old customer service saying is, uh, you're not trying to win the argument, you're trying to win the customer. As Lexus puts it, you're not trying to fix the car You're trying to fix a customer, win that customer back over. So here's the point. You can't really win an argument with a customer. And and if you've heard that expression, the customer is always right, well, the customer is not always right. They just aren't. If you follow my work, you know that I believe that that's, and that's what I like to say, the customer is not always right. So how do you let them always win an argument, even if they're wrong? Well, number one, don't get into an argument to begin with. I mean, sure, you can win the argument, but you lose the customer if you decide you want to argue with them. And even if you let the customer uh, win the argument, they may still walk away because all the aggravation wasn't worth it. But you can always be respectful no matter what. You can always let the customer keep their dignity. You can agree to disagree. You can work toward a mutually agreed-upon solution. Uh, In short, you get to win the customer and not the argument. And I think it's really important that 
you know, my, my expression is a customer is not always right, but they're always a customer. So if they're wrong, you let them be wrong and keep their dignity and respect. You make them feel good. You don't make them feel like they were stupid or made a mistake or, you know, maybe they just didn't understand. You figure out a way to make them feel comfortable. So anyway, one very clear message that uh, Lexus had communicated to me and when I was watching them do this exercise, they went from making the customer go from angry and disappointed to pleased or from frustrated to even fulfilled. At Lexus, they recognize that a broken car also means a broken customer. And the challenge is not to just fix the car, but to fix both of them. Now, sometimes, and that, that, by the way, the car is a metaphor for anything that you do in your business, any product or service that you have. If it's broken and the customer's upset about it, you have a chance to fix both the product and the customer. Because sometimes the customer is legitimately upset. Um, You know, maybe they brought their car in more than one time to be serviced for the same thing. So what are you going to do to make them happy? Uh, Do they want a refund? Uh, What do they want? And sometimes it's just real simple. Just ask them, what is it that I can do for you that would make you happy? And you, you don't want to get to a point where they're so upset that that's when you use this question. You want to say, you, you want to find out in the front end, hey, I, I get it. So we, we've messed up here. I'm going to make this right. By the way, what, what's on your mind? What do you think would make, make this right? If the person, if all they want is, well, you know, I would just want my car to run properly. You could say something. That's exactly what we're going to make sure happens. First of all, apologize profusely. And you've heard me talk about my five-step process before. You acknowledge the problem. You apologize for it. You fix it. You do it the right attitude, which is one of ownership and a positive attitude. And then you do it as fast as possible. And if I'm a car dealership and somebody comes to me and they brought their car in three times for the same problem, this is the first thing I'm going to do. First thing I'm going to do is I'm going to apologize. I'm going to acknowledge they have the problem. Then I'm going to tell them, here's what we do. You're going to get a rental car. I'm paying for it, or I'm going to give you one of my best loaners so you can drive it away. And I will let you know when that car is fixed, and we're going to get it up on the rack today. I will call you this evening or first thing tomorrow morning to let you know when the car is going to be ready, whatever. I'm going to let that customer know the plan. I'm going to let them know, especially if they say to me, all I want is, you know, for some, you know, for my car to work. Just today, we're talking to a software company that has sold us something that hasn't worked. It's been such a hassle. And my assistant came in here and said to me, what should we do? I said, I want you to call them up. I want you to tell them that they've got a choice. Um, We can, number one, return the software and get our money back. That's not what we want to do. Number two, I know we probably need to buy another license for next year. Why don't they just offer to give us that at a discount? Fix what needs to be fixed today. And in order to get a renewal for us for next year, why don't they give us a discount and we'll go ahead and commit. If they're willing to commit to fixing it, we're willing to commit to going another year with them. I don't want money back, but maybe a little something extra for all the aggravation. Believe me, there was a lot of aggravation. And I thought what we could have asked for was just give us another year free, but I didn't think that was reasonable. I said, just give me a little something. Show me that you love me. And guess what happened? That's exactly what happened. I'm, I'm not sure the total outcome yet because uh, I'm assuming that that problem's been fixed. But if it isn't fixed, I'm sure <laughs> we'll be on it. But assuming it is fixed, we now have signed up. And for another year, uh, the company 
got their customer, made their customer happy. They gave them a little something to get them back in the door, not something off today. Anyway, I share all these problems with you, all these issues with you, all these ideas with you, because hopefully there's something here that you can use. So we'll sum it all up just as we started. Don't fix the problem, fix the customer. All right, we're going to be back in just a few moments, and when we are, we're going to talk with Andy Masters, the author of Kiss Your Customer. This is Shep Hyken on Amazing Business Radio. Don't go away. If you like what you're hearing on Amazing Business Radio, and I know you do, then you can get much more of this information. All you have to do is go to my website, hyken.com. That's www.hyken.com. Fill out the subscribe to the Shepherd Letter form, and each week you will get an article that contains a business tip, stories, much more, all about customer service and experience delivered straight to your inbox. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to always be amazing. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. It's Shep Hyken here back on Amazing Business Radio. I promised you an amazing interview, and I'm not going to let you down today. Andy Masters is an award-winning author, and he's a fellow professional speaker. He is articulate. He's entertaining. He's media savvy. He is the man, the myth, the legend who wrote the book, Kiss Your Customer, 77 Reasons Why Sales and Service Are Just Like Dating and Relationships. And... uh, Andy, we're going to focus more on the customer service side of it, but I am so intrigued on the cover of this book, which, by the way, is available at Amazon.com, Kiss Your Customer by Andy Masters. Uh, It's got a great picture of you kissing uh, this beautiful girl, and and you're going to tell me this is your wife, or is she jealous? No, I'm just kidding. Andy, welcome to Amazing Business Radio. Hey, Shep, it's so great to be on the line with you. This is terrific, and yes, that is my wife, but don't spoil it because that's actually Chapter 77. I wanted to go out and read the book. I know now. I got it. This is the best. How do you get a beautiful girl to marry you? Write a book and close with her in the final chapter. Yes, and put her on the cover, too. And put her on the cover. A picture of her on the cover, right. (laughs) God, I hope this thing works out for the two of you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's worked out great so far. You're it, locked it's in. Been wonderful. You're yes. locked in. All right. So, hey, you know, uh, you've written a number of books. Uh, this is your latest book. Yes, I've also written a book on uh, on leadership as well. But I'm gonna, I'm just gonna sneak it to you. This is the most fun book that I've ever ever worked on. The most, the most fun project I've ever tackled. I love this book because when I first saw it, and it came out a while ago, I just love that. Every single chapter starts, and by the way, it's not just a typical black and white book. There's the red lipstick look, uh, yes. and I just love these these just I would call them common sense ideas that aren't always so common. You know, mm-hmm. little things. Uh, well, I actually, chapter one. There's no substitute for experience. Uh, looks can be deceiving. Chapter eight. Well, I know that for sure because otherwise, there's no way my wife would have married me. Um, you know, don't seem too desperate. Ho ho. That not only works in romance, but in business as well. You You betcha. Be confident, be yourself. Timing is everything. Location. You've got great ideas here. Great chapters. How did you come up with the idea for this book? Honestly, Shep, it started as a joke. And we were, you know, one day after another, I just started thinking to myself, you know, that, that's hilarious. This has happened to me in dating because I was in sales and marketing, but I was also in the dating world. And it's just amazing, these parallels. And I stayed up. I'm not making this up. I stayed up until 3 o'clock in the morning with a good friend of mine, Scott Ginsburg, as you might know. My know buddy Scott. Very, very well. Hello, my Absolutely. name is Scott Scott Ginsburg. 
That is right. And we just had a blast brainstorming all the reasons why sales and service were just like dating and relationships and came up with a list of 77 uh, of these items that really led to success in one and also led to success in the other. And it was it was eerie. I mean, it was so spooky. I'm like, this is amazing. This is it. The light bulbs went off. And so it, it actually took me three and a half years uh, to dive into yeah, literally research and uncovering stories and examples of how powerful this lesson for us can be. Well, I love it. And uh, so your background is you're really not a true romantic. You just wrote a book about it. That's right. I just pretended for a long time on that one. But uh, <laughs> in fact, you know, I will say that, uh, you know, I, I had many, many dating horror stories in my 20s and 30s for me to uh, to uncover all these things that you know can go wrong but also can go right as well that we can learn from because everyone knows you learn from your mistakes and I had plenty of them in the in the dating world but I applied them actually towards my clients in the real world and it was just amazing how it worked. Well I love it because I opened my speech with some pretty hardcore statistics but I immediately relate it to the relationship I have with my wife and we started mm -hmm. going out and on our first date I thought we had a great time. I asked her out for a second date. Now, if all it was was just an okay date, she might have said, well, you know, give me a call later in the week. And, and I'm not going to give you the whole story because there's several funny points in there. But, but at the end of the day, I believe that uh, the relationships that we have with the closest people to us, not just boyfriend, girlfriend, significant other, partner, wife, spouse, husband, whatever, but also closest friends, uh, parents, mm -hmm. our best friends. There's an intimacy, and I'm not talking a physical intimacy. I'm talking about a deeper relationship that you have with, than typically with others. But if you take that away, what you have left is an old saying, and that is that people want to be around people or do business with people that they know, like, and can you fill in the blank? Trust. Exactly. And was that a guess, or is that because you knew? <laughs> <laughs> well, I looked at my PowerPoint really quick, and it's on there. I got it right. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, no, but truthfully, is I mean, that's it. No like and trust. I don't think that my wife would have gone out with me uh, three or four or five times, let alone be married to me for you know as long as we've been married, if she didn't know like and trust me. And you know, that's business, but it's also personal relationships. And and gosh, if we would treat sometimes our customers the way we treated the people who we love the most, or vice versa sometimes you know it could go the other direction you know why don't you treat me as well as you treat that customer that you just took to lunch <laughs> yes and it's funny because i have a whole chapter on that of you know we need to, to uh, treat our loved ones as good as we to treat our clients as well and uh but you're exactly right i mean i believe every single morning chef uh we wake up with with two choices uh, one, we can take them for granted, or two, we can keep them happy. And you know what? That is absolutely with our loved ones, of course, but also our best customers and the best, or even our best employees and the people in our lives. And so uh, we got to be very careful. And you know, the scariest thing out there is, you know, everyone's so busy. I hear it all the time. You know, people have to do more with less. And we're, we're running around. We got social media. There's so many things. And unfortunately, some of those special, amazing things that lead to appreciation and loyalty in relationships and in, in business, you know, fall through the cracks and just don't have time. And we, we can we always should have time for the most important people in our work and our lives. I love it. I love it. So I want to get into some of the strategies in the book. But first, I've got to tell you about a company. And darn it, I'm drawing a blank on them. But if you listen to our show uh, in the last few weeks, I mentioned them. They have a mantra. And uh, that's the one sentence 
expression that is kind of like your service commitment, your service vision. Uh, it could even be almost a brand promise. And it is kiss them so hard that their lips bleed. <laughs> and it's a metaphor, obviously. We're not going to make somebody's lips bleed. Uh, but yes. but that's how much they want to show the love to their customer. Uh, so, you betcha. So I love it. So let's go through uh, some of the points. And we've got a little bit of time here. What's your favorite one? Let's start with that one. You know what? Honestly, uh, it's and I'm going to be completely honest. There's 77 things in the book. And you know why this is his I guess the cream rises to the top on, on what might be my favorite one is because other people have told me that was the best thing that you said, and it's been going on for years. And it is simply called a concept called fifteen minutes or less, fifteen dollars or less, on how we can make an amazing impact on people's lives using just fifteen minutes or less of our time, and fifteen dollars or less of our money or our budget, and quite often free. And and it actually led from directly from my last point, which is you know we're so busy we don't have time for this. I believe every really leader and organization should, I mean, some people keep it on the post note, on their desk, whatever, but 15 minutes a day. So for we're going to do something special, creative, personalized, or amazing to a, appreciate one person in your life each day. And by the way, so 15 minutes of your time is one one hundredth of your time each day. So why can't we stop by, you know, Walmart or the dollar store and pick up a bag of the favorite candy of your employee that just stayed late last night or catch and understand what did that one customer do when they came in no kidding me they took six green jolly ranchers and put it in their pocket and they left and so next time they come in all of a sudden guess what you have six jolly ranchers of that exact same color waiting for them when they come in and those special amazing things again that's what creates loyalty and um and it's also the thing unfortunately that falls through the cracks so it's actually a process where you teach your team what it is we can keep an eye on for 15 and 15 to make amazing differences. And by the way, colleagues as, as, as well. Um, prospects, colleagues, customers, and of course your loved ones. So I love the 15 minutes or less, $15 or less, because people have come back to me even a year and a half later and said, we completely implemented this. And it is such a cool, simple way to make sure we have a process of doing special, amazing things. Well, I'm going to tell you a cool story. I have a friend of mine uh, and I call him a friend. Um, I've worked for him, and he's worked for me. Uh, years ago, uh, he's in the mortgage business. His name's John Frank. And years ago, we did business with John's company when, you know, we don't buy a home every six weeks, so it's, it's not often that you even have a chance to use a mortgage company unless you're refinancing or something like that. But I refinanced, or I, I actually bought the home and refinanced through his company. And then uh, he recommended me for his association of mortgage you know, brokers, one of these state associations. And I did a speech. So that was really nice. One day, and it was in the last year, I received a note, a handwritten note, small writing, but I could read it. And it was filled. It wasn't like a short note. It was personalized. It was an expression of appreciation. And I called John up and I said, that is the most incredible note that I've received from somebody. What did I do to deserve this? And he says, number one, you're a customer. Number two, I like what you do, and you've impacted me, the things you've said. And, you know, whether, I'm, whether you take it as a customer service thing or as just a sign of appreciation to anybody, what he said is every week I just choose a customer and, mm -hmm. or somebody that's made impact in my life, and I write them a heartfelt, personalized note. Not three lines, but almost two or three full little panels on this card. I was overwhelmingly impressed and so mm -hmm. appreciative. I have kept that card. It is on my desk. 
because it's something that reminds me just how important it is. What would it take? Ten minutes maybe to write that? But it yep. was more of the thought than anything else. It truly was personalized. And you know what? That's 52 people a year, one a week. Not hard to do. And you're talking about you know spending 15 minutes a day. Well, if I want to get aggressive, that's where I'm going next. Exactly. And uh, and by the way, from a tight budget standpoint, what is that? 42 cents for a stamp times 52 weeks. So uh, amazing things that you can. And honestly, and that is so great. And so you've experienced some things that have come back to you. And that and that's amazing. And it completely reminds me of, um, you know, one of the, those examples and where I actually went to dinner uh, with one of my with one of my clients, an ongoing customer. And she said uh, that she could not. Uh, she Her favorite thing in the world was A&W root beer. I mean, she was just. She was so upset this restaurant did not have AMW root beer. It was actually kind of funny. And so, you know, I just kind of made a mental note of whatnot. And I got home late that night after midnight. And I still get, uh, you know, I'm kind of wired when I get off the plane. So I was still wide awake. I went straight to my PC. And in 15 minutes or less, $15 or less, I was able to order a case of AW root beer that was shipped directly to her home address that arrived two days later. And what's amazing is, I know that sounds like a success story, but guess what? I didn't hear a single word from her for over three years. Okay, like, I mean, I was used to that from women, but still, you know, <laughs> you know at least, at least uh, drop me an email or something. And you know what happened? Over three years later, she called and said, you know what? I'm so sorry I haven't been there. You know, I, I, I quit my job and do something completely different. And she actually hired me again for a new organization. And then she told me something. She said, Andy, I've been waiting three years to tell you this. I still have one can of that A&W root beer in my refrigerator. And I tell my friends, my family, the neighbors, the story when they come over. And now I try to do those things for other people too. Now, and the moral of the story is, to be honest with you, and let's just get real for a moment. Um, the reality is in this world is that uh, people can go somewhere else and get about the same product, about the same service, about the same time. You know, so what makes the difference? You know, what makes the real difference with customer loyalty? You know, it's it's not this you know great service. Everybody has great service. It's those sorts of things that people will never forget. I mean, you're telling that story. You'll probably remember that. You'll, you'll tell that story about your friend John. You'll be telling that 20 years from now, just like she probably still has that A&W root beer can. So long-lasting impacts, 15 minutes or less, $15 or less. Love it. We're talking with Andy Masters, author of Kiss Your Customers, 77 Sales and Service, uh, 77 Reasons Why Sales and Service Are Just Like Dating and Relationships. We're going to take a real short break. When we come back, we're going to hear several more of these strategies and tactics that we can use to just show our customers a little bit of love. Shep Hyken here on Amazing Business Radio. Don't go away. Shep Hyken here. How would you like customer service training anytime you want it or need it, day or night? Well, with Shepherd Virtual Training, you will have world-class customer service training at your fingertips online 24-7, 365 days a year. Just go to www.shepondemand.com. Once again, that's shepondemand.com. And remember, always be amazing. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio, and we're talking with Andy Masters. Andy, we've been talking about how you show your customers a little bit of love, but what about when there's, uh, well, when there's an argument, a confrontation, dissatisfaction? Ooh, what happens then? Yes, and you know what? That happens in relationships, too, doesn't it? Is that, is that what I happens? hate when that happens. 
absolutely. So uh, you're right. Hey, things don't go as planned, and we all know that. So uh, the key here is mistakes are simply opportunities to strengthen relationships. And, um, and you know, all these fun, fluffy things, you know, like, oh, that's really nice. You know what? We can get absolutely creative when bad things happen, okay? So just a, a quick example. This is kind of funny. I, uh, I was working back in the corporate world, and I was a project manager. Eight people working on my team, and we screwed up terribly, okay? It was just the worst mess up in the history of mankind. And we thought we were going to lose our number one top account. People are going to lose their jobs. And I said, you know, this just something has just got to be done here. So what I did was there's actually these edible chocolate websites where you can have an 8 by 10 a chocolate photo or logo uploaded it's edible and you can also add text to it so i said you know what i'm going to do just something a little different here because i know that i know these guys like us we just screwed up so i sent them a uh, a chocolate apology with a picture of me and the text said we're so sorry please don't bite my head off okay now cheesy yes did it work yeah it, it did and I even heard from the guy later on, he said, you know, we were so ticked off, but then I, I opened that thing and I didn't know what to think of it. And I was like, you know what? This is hilarious. We screw up sometimes too. So you know what? We can even use humor, creativity, and those positive personal touches to get customers back as well. Because it's not the screw up. It's what are you going to do after the screw up? That's what people are really looking for. Love it. And I think that you, you said it right. I, I'm actually going to use this quote. We'll tweet it out. Uh, mistakes are opportunities. Mistakes are simply opportunities to strengthen relationships. To strengthen relationships. Remember that. All right, let's talk about listening skills a little bit. You have some things in here about listening. Gosh, I can't tell you how important that is in a relationship. But with our customers, if we don't listen and we don't hear, we deliver something that's assumptive or not accurate, and uh, we just miss it. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, you know, uh, Shep, and, and not only in the, the customer service programs, but the leadership programs I do. I, I love using movie scenes. Movies are great metaphors. And so there was one of the greatest scenes in Hollywood history from, uh, honestly, it's one of the greatest movies, 40-year-old version. Shep, have you seen this movie? I think a lot of people have seen the 40-year-old version. If not, uh, is that PG or R-rated? Well, it is R. That's why yeah. I'm, I'm, going, I'm doing the PG scene for us. Okay, okay good. Yes, but uh, but you know something was just amazing in in the, in the scene where he's trying to establish rapport, uh, the star's trying to establish rapport with a female individual, and his Cyrano de Bergerac friend simply said this. He said, keep asking her questions because people want to know that they are appreciated first. They don't want to be sold to. They don't want to be talked to. People want to know that they are listened to and appreciated, and that is the exact same thing with customers, uh, prospects, and also in dating because remember, I did my research on this subject. You know that It's Just Lunch Dating Service did a study, and they said 65% of all women are turned off by guys that talk about themselves, you know, too much. And so, which is interesting, because that, does that mean that 35% are turned on by the ones that talk too much? I don't know. So, but it's amazing that we truly have to step back and literally shut up sometimes and let them express what they want so we can clearly funnel it through and get to the facts, but also show empathy as well. So here's my suggestion based on that. When I was a kid, my idol was Johnny Carson. Still is today. He, I, I, I love going back and watching the interviews. But if you watch today's uh, late-night TV interviews, you'll see Jimmy Fallon or Colbert or any of these guys asking questions, setting the guest up to share information. Now, truth a lot of these guests know the questions that are coming and have already prepared their answers. 
However, I didn't know that when I was 15, 16, 17, 18 years old. I just thought Johnny Carson was the greatest interviewer in the world and kept asking questions. And you want to know what I right. did? And, and by the way, it, it works in business, like you say. I would take a girl out on the first date, and it would be the most boring girl I've ever met in my entire life. By the way, I had one right after the other that kept breaking the record for me. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, they were just, I mean, I don't know why. They were fun to meet and talk to, but boy, we got into the uh, dating situation when our first date, I'm one-on-one across the table from the pizza that we both ordered, and she's just not talking. And rather mm-hmm. than me just start talking, which if you can't tell, I could probably do that for hours and hours and hours. I just started asking her questions, questions about her, Mm -hmm. what she liked, what she did. And at the end of the date, I thought, ooh, that was the worst date I've had in a long time. And yet my friend said, boy, she loved you. She found you to be the most interesting person she's ever gone out with. (laughs) Interesting. I didn't talk about myself at all. All I did was talk about her. My, my, uh, I, I, uh, I guess I'd call her the ex-stepmother in my life. My dad's, I don't know which wife she was. No, but seriously, my dad was <laughs> married to this wonderful woman that said, you know, you need to be careful. These girls, because she set me up with a couple of girls. And uh, she said, these girls really like you. And then you never call them again. I go, what do you mean? They're the most boring people I've ever met in my life. They said you're the greatest conversationalist, that you showed so much interest in them, that you were so – and I go, well, maybe I showed interest only because I wanted to get through the date and make them feel good. I didn't want them to have a bad time. You know, but that's that's the truth. Ask questions. Get to know people. Anyway, I'm doing too much of the talking. This is more about you than me. So uh, listening skills are great. Let's talk about social media. Uh, That's a hot topic. Any and I know you wrote this book. How long ago did you write this book? What Uh, came out in 2010? Yeah. So it's not that old. It's only five or six years old, almost seven years old. But. Social media was just about happening back then. The the whole concept of Twitter and I think Facebook had already started about uh, mid two thousands. But how does this have to do? And what does social care, social customer service have to do with romancing and kissing your customer? Yeah, I mean it's making them feel special. But guess what? We can also highlight message. I love special touches with thank yous. I mean, we just literally just the word thank you. You know the things you can do uh, is. What if you got your team together, and this could be a hotel, restaurant, it doesn't matter, and you got your team together into the conference room, and it could be five people or 100, you hold up your iPhone, okay, or whatever you use, and you say one, two, three, and you have all of your team say, thank you so much, ABC customer, we love you, and just cheering and jumping up and down, and then you go, stop. And then you do another one. And maybe your top three customers, you do them right in a row. And then you can post these things on social media, hashtag it to their to their uh, you know Twitter accounts or whatnot. So there's positive, fun, unique things that we can do to, to just splash to say, hey, you guys are great. We love you. And by the way, on a smaller level, you can even try to help them out, send business their way, and make them look good with your own site. Because if you help sell and create accounts for other people, you're going to have a friend for life. So fun, different, unique things that we can do besides just the normal, typical stuff. Love it. Love it. All right. We're almost out of time. Uh, again, the book is called Kiss Your Customer, 77 Reasons Why Sales and Service Are Just Like Dating and Relationships. You can get this book at Amazon. You can learn more about Andy at what's the website? www.andy-masters.com andy-masters.com all right we have time for one more if there's one final takeaway you want us to know hear experience do what would it be you know if you want loyalty you want appreciation 
I really believe in surprising people. You have to have fun with this stuff, okay? So do not send those cheese and wine baskets at December 15th to you know clients, customers, whatever it is, because they're sticking in the corner with the rest of them. No way. We can do so much better than that. And so I love surprises when they're not expecting it. And you know what, Chef? I'm not going to lie. I'm going to end because everyone out there is wondering, hey, this is all great stuff for, for business, but help me with my relationships, right? So let's let's just drive one home. And so do now, this is for the gentlemen in the audience. I've got a question for you or, or something that you can need to do. You have four months to go on this. Do not send your significant other a dozen roses or a bouquet of flowers on Valentine's Day in February, okay? They're expecting it. That's not a surprise. That's not appreciation. No way. Send it to arrive the day before Valentine's Day with a card that says something like, by the way, if you receive these roses tomorrow, it wouldn't be a surprise. And you deserve your roses the day before anyone else in America. Amen. Let me know how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have fun that. with this stuff. Be creative. Love what you do. And it will be absolutely contagious in the world of relationships and customer loyalty. Well, Andy, you're awesome. I love the ideas. And, you know, we've just touched on maybe five or six of the 77 ways yeah. that we can just make the relationship we have with our customers and the ones we love even better. This book, by the way, even though the idea was just for gentlemen, I think that women could do a lot to read this book as well because I know oh, we yes. need more help than they do. But, you know, a little nudge every <laughs> once in a while on their side doesn't hurt either. I it, love it. Yes, that's right. It's, it's for great. everybody. Yep, it's great. Well, this is why we call this Amazing Business Radio, because we have people like Andy Masters in the house telling us all about how to be amazing. Thank you, Andy. Really appreciate it. Everybody. Thanks so much. It's been great. It's been a, a real great pleasure. Everybody, I want to see you on the next episode, so make sure you tune in next time for another amazing interview. This is Chef Heikman reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.